Witch Hack Check. A Magical Myth Entertainment Production. Hosted by Miss Nikki Kirby. Co-hosted by Saul Ravencraft. Sponsored by Ever Moving We Rise and Moonlight Potions and Charms. Executive Producer Nikki Kirby. Welcome to Witch Hat Chats, where you can come on in and sit for a spell or two as we enchant you. <laughs> we are sponsored by Ever Moving We Rise and Moonlight Potions and Charms. I am your amazing enchantress, Miss Nikki Kirby, and we have our wonderful he is the enchanter. Oh my God. His name is the Texas Mojo Man. It is Saul Ravencraft. How are you doing, Saul? I'm terrific, Nikki. How are you today? Of course, I am terrific. <laughs> so, what's going on in Texas Mojo Land? Well, it's a holiday weekend, and I'm actually taking a holiday break. Uh, yesterday, I uh, saw some, uh, attended a video shoot for uh, a musical I'm helping to write uh, that they're they're producing and they're they're preparing their uh, commercials for it. So it's it's kind of loose based on what is being built, uh, but I got to go and hang out and observe that which was fun it's always fun to see how the drawings and ideas come together uh into some kind of reality and uh, there's got to be work going on with that uh this whole last week i've really spent time uh yeah, i've got little fiddly projects i've had to do but but i've been recovering largely from from the performances i did at Mar mama merlot's last weekend um that were were wonderful i love doing that stuff but oh my gosh uh it it does it does impact me and ideally i would just spend a day or two after that eating chocolate and watching spongebob and <laughs> <laughs> just just letting it all all settle um but uh, no rest for the wicked and so I've really had to to just jump back into things, uh, and uh, that's that's just the way it is sometimes. Uh, so I'm trying to I'm trying to be a little floppier this weekend, uh, and uh, that's that's uh, a good place to be. Sometimes you gotta just stop. Yep, yep. Sometimes you just gotta do that. Now, of course, coming up uh, is October. And uh, now is when October is filling up. Um, and, uh, uh, oh, one other thing I ended up uh, doing on Tuesday, uh, I uh, did a corporate event and they had me do tea readings. And uh, that's kind of challenging on a number of levels, but we worked it out so that I had someone who was basically a bar back 
who worked with people on selecting their tea and preparing their tea and all of that. Um, and then I just did the readings. So people were all set by the time they got to me. And the other thing that, that we did uh, to help expedite uh, is we decanted the tea into a disposable container. So people didn't really have to cool the tea and drink it down. Uh, we could get it prepared, get it steeped properly, and then put it into the disposable container and they'd bring me the empty cup uh, to work with. Uh, and that, that saved a lot of time. Because honestly, when you do a, a proper tea reading with someone, uh, you know, the, the water's got to come to a roiling boil. Uh, our guest will will probably be able to chime in on on proper tea here, but but what I've <laughs> discovered is it's got to come to a roiling boil, and you hit the leaves at that point to get the best flavor. It's got to steep properly, which can take about five minutes, uh, more or less, depending on the tea. Um, you got a the the tea, you know, you're handed this cup of boiling tea, uh, even after it's steeped, it's pretty damned hot. And so you can't just suck it down. You got to get down to the drags in order to do the reading. Uh, so there's there's a good 20 minutes to half an hour in a tea reading that's just getting ready to read the tea. Uh, and then you do the reading, which is going to take another 20 to, to 30 minutes probably. Uh, and and so a, a proper tea reading is a, is an hour together. And we can't do that at a corporate event. <laughs> we got to keep it moving. Um, so I'm I'm really pleased with the way that we innovated. the the uh, uh, The caterer came with like a ton of cups, so the we didn't have to worry about washing things in between or anything like that. We just had a stack of dirty dishes, and uh, I think we may we may start doing this uh, as a regular offering along with the other readings that I do in this setting. So that, that was fun. It was fun to solve those problems. And uh, tea reading is not something I get to do as often, uh, uh, but uh, I, I do enjoy it and, and like the idea that I may do it more. And hey, any tea houses in the Austin area, I would love to hook up with you on doing that. <laughs> and uh, anyone else, I travel. So, um, uh, <laughs> um, and uh so that that was that was that was a lot of fun and october's filling up uh with private events and that sort of thing uh we we're probably going to be doing uh, uh so so uh, mama merlot's where i did the performances we have finally agreed that we're going to start doing seances there once a month and uh in october we're going to do more and halloween weekend uh since it doesn't completely conflict with Sawin this year uh, we're probably going to do uh, a round of them over the weekend uh, there. So so lots of seance stuff coming up. So uh, I may get pretty weird on you, Nikki. Uh, I may just be a little disconnected for a while. Uh, and uh, so uh, send chocolate. <laughs> uh, now, you've always got a ton of stuff going on. What's going on with you? Well, you know, I always have something going on with me. <laughs> well, you know what? I kind of found out something very strange the other day. So here I am. I'm on Etsy and I figure 
you know, let's see here. I'm, I'm just going to do a search, right? So I search for Papa Legba. And on the first page, most of the stuff, and I'm talking about like eight things, because I only have like three little layers on, on, on a um, desktop. Or they have like three, what do they call it? Three, you know, three layers or whatever. Eight, eight of those for Papa Legba was from Moonlight Potions and Charms. <laughs> There you go. Oh my god. That's what, you, that's what you want. Well done. And that's what I wanted. Yeah. And I'm sitting there like, oh my God. So I flipped to the next one and it was even more. And it's like next one. And I'm like, whoa. I was really surprised and I was really impressed. You know, so so I'm very, very grateful for that. You know, that's what you get when you have excellent products and amazing service and very very fast shipping i even had a customer who was so impressed when i did his shipping right then and there within the hour he's like oh my god you just shipped i just ordered this and you just shipped it i said yeah i said that's what we do and he says thank you i said not a problem so and and we did this um, ancestor reading on Wednesday. I did this ancestor reading and it was an amazing reading and it was a detailed reading. And I remember talking to this customer's ancestors and it was so delightful and he wanted some questions to be answered especially about who to talk about in his family, about the magic in his family, because he didn't know. And his family was mostly like most of our families are, you know, how everything is like hush hush when it comes to the magic in his family. And he wanted to know who can he actually talk to about the history of the magic in his family. And I was able to give him specifically who he can go to to talk to about that and what his what particular deity he can actually go to um to be able to help him with this and it was just an amazing reading and and talking to his ancestors they were such a delight and they told me so much about this customer and and about how great he he's going to have you know and 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 this amazing person he is going to be and it was just an absolutely wonderful wonderful reading for him and I was just so happy to be able to give him this wonderful reading and so you know it's really amazing to be able to give people these these readings these products that's really going to help them and and be able to give back to the community because this is what moonlight potions and charms is about we want to help you to embrace the power of your own magic that is what we are all about is to help you to 
Because if you don't embrace the power of your own magic, how can you help change the world around you? How can you be able to make things better for yourself, for your family, for your community? And that's what we do. So we have products that can be able to help you with that. We have products that can be able to make you smile like our skeletons. See no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. Those are such a delight to have. And then we have our new Hanson hand statues. And we have our altars on the go that can be able to help you when it comes to traveling for military personnel. They're absolutely wonderful. And if you don't even have like a, if you have a small space or if you can't keep one up um, permanently, that's awesome, too. You can be able to keep that. And then, like I said, our readings, our ancestor readings can help you so much to be able to talk to that one person that you have to be able to talk to um, that you don't know who to talk to and then we have our phoenix crossroads academy that has classes that are starting to be able to help you to expand your knowledge it's just an amazing amazing type of thing to be able to do and then we have on ever moving we rise we've got our mayborn um excuse me maybon and new moon ritual that's on the 25th of September that we're looking forward to. And with Chat Chats, we're on Spotify. Yes, we are. Woohoo! We're on Spotify. And so, do you want to know what our divination is for today? Yeah, but, but before that, I want to share something. You made me think of something that happened in the, uh, in the event last weekend. Uh, part of what I do is a, uh, I guess you could call it a gallery reading, uh, where we give people an opportunity to, to get spirit messages in a limited fashion, uh, because we're dealing with people from a lot of different perspectives here. So it's not quite what you would see in a typical mediumship setting. It tends to be a little lighter. Um, but, uh, we, uh, I, I had people put information about what they're, they're wanting to connect with uh, on pieces of paper uh, so that I've got something psychometric to deal with. Um, and then I blindfold myself because I find that darkness helps, but we don't need everybody to sit in the dark. Uh, mm -hmm. So uh, we, just, we just make it dark for me. And, uh, you know, I connect with what I can. And... Uh, we can rarely get to everybody because of time and and just what I'm able to do. You can only do so much. You understand this. Mm -hmm. um, but there was one that I picked it up and I I heard my own father's voice. And my, my father is, is, is still with us. Uh, I heard my own father's voice say, how's the car? <laughs> Did you check the oil, check the air? Um, and and uh, uh, how about them cowboys? Just joking. And and it, it was that kind of thing. And after 
after we had had gone through that and they felt that they had made the connection they volunteered to share what it was they were looking for and it turned out he was wanting to connect with his dad um and so that whole how's the car running <laughs> was, was so much his dad and actually they had had they had bought a new well new 1990s mustang and uh they had had a little bit of a burning issue that had to do with the oil a couple of days ago mm -hmm. and also this guy hated the cowboys and that was a joke between him and his dad <laughs> about teasing him about the cowboys so that was such a a weird but specific connection that uh that was joyful and we we think that these kinds of connections are always going to be very serious and very somber and and that kind of thing and it was fun to to have one that was so obviously lighthearted and so obviously playful uh but a strong connection and you know i have no idea what's going on when this stuff comes up i i just i i tried to just let it be and uh uh it uh it was just it, it stood out in the weekend as being something especially fun so i thought i would share that uh you reminded me of that and uh, now i am very very anxious to find about this week's divination all right so for those of you who don't know i drink a tea by yogi and no they don't pay me so if you guys want to petition Yogi and say, hey, Yogi, you need to pay which hat chats, go do it. I would be honored. Yes. At least, All right. at least send her some tea. Yeah, send us some tea. <laughs> it's got to be positive energy tea because I don't really like any of their other teas. Uh, now, see, that's not how you get an endorsement, Nikki. <laughs> Well, it's the orange one that I like. I don't like. The, they have one other one, and I just no. It's their orange. Well, one. you you can give those other teas away. <laughs> we can we can give them away to to our um, wonderful favorable people who watch us. Yes, we go. will do that. But anyway, we drink those. There we go. There we go. So. They always have this intention, and we use it as our divination. So for today, and I like this one. You ready for it? You bet. All right. So it says, your dreams are the other side of your fears. Ooh. Ooh. So Texas Mojo Man, <laughs> what is your perspective of this? Well, there's, uh, there's some metaphor going on in there, isn't there? Um, there's, there's something literal, uh, I suppose, uh, for people that deal with, with nightmares and working with that and may have to, to learn how to connect with lucid dreaming or some kind of abstraction in order to, to work with difficult things. Sometimes our brain does some shadow work in our, uh, in our sleep. But, uh, I think that also we're talking about vision we're talking about manifestation and that the obstacles that we put in front of us the fears that we have for ourselves um, affect 
our ability to to reach for what it is that we want to do and and they are in the way and we've got to get on the other side of those fears in order to pursue our dreams you know the thing about it is i think that for a lot of people the closer we get to our dreams becoming a reality a lot of people start self-sabotaging them and that is because we are told so much that as children our dreams won't come true we're told that we need to be sensible about things we're told that we always need to have a plan b that depending on plan a it's never going to do when kids say they want to be an astronaut oh you always have to have that plan b you always have to have that practical plan you can never depend on plan a you have to always have that practical plan um and i think a lot of people start to self-sabotage when their fear or they fear that their dream is going to come true for some of that reason and it's called the fear of success the thing about it is we need to get over that and that's kind of hard because we always get to that point where when we fear success or either we get success and we're always told you're only as successful as your next whatever it is like i remember when i was in school when it came to my graphics and my videos and i said and they always say you're always as successful as your next art whatever it was or your next photograph and i was like can you not just enjoy the damn moment <laughs> i mean shit you know don't sit here and tell me that i had i can't enjoy the moment but i have to go ahead and plan for the next i mean come on let me enjoy the, the success that i had in this one it's like you couldn't enjoy the success that you had in this one it's 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 one of those things me i i think that success is it's not just about money it's about a lot of different things it's about do you have loyalty of friends around do you have the true loyalty i mean i'm talking about if you lost everything do you still have them really because there's some people that are only around when you when you have money you got you got a lot of people around you all of a sudden because they want something from you but when you don't have any money suddenly you don't have anybody that's when and you, you have to live in a van by the river hey 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 <laughs> you may not have that damn van yeah. you may not have that cardboard box here lately okay they may charge you for that cardboard box. Okay. Been there. Done that. Got the t-shirt. So I understand what that's like. So you need to imagine what is success for you. And see. Who will be by your side. You need somebody who's going to push you up. Not bring you down. And those are hard people to find. Because a lot of people rather bring you down 
then push you up. So I believe that if you have success, you need to be able to push those fears aside and keep moving up. And that's hard because you always have that. You always have society and all of those core beliefs that are in you. That's at your foundation that you always have to go every single day and, and pick out those weeds like we had talked about every single day and get rid of them. And with that, we are going to hear a word from our amazing, wonderful sponsors. We'll be right back. We are all magical beings. As a solitary magical practitioner, you can grow and develop yourself independently. Yet, the solitary path can be difficult and lonely with setbacks and self-doubts. And as you find your way without affirmations, reinforcements, or a safe space to practice, what do you do when things bump back? At Ever Moving We Rise, our name is our lifestyle. We realize that everyone's spiritual journey is extremely personal, but more easily traveled with reinforcement. We teach you to understand and use the magical tools at your fingertips, while being upheld and developing personal responsibility for your own spirituality. We have a safe space to practice and learn as you master your craft. When situations bump back, you will have the entire community behind you, as we are a magical family who work to sustain each other. Discover the benefits of working within a society dedicated to helping you grow on your personal path. Start today. Visit us at our website, Linktree, or Facebook page and discover why we don't fit in the box. At Witch Hat Chats, we promote magical knowledge, arts, and music from all cultures. We invite you to join us as our guest to share your practice, especially if your traditions are lesser known. Email us at witchhatchats at gmail.com. Tune in every Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on our Facebook page. Welcome back to Witch Hat Chats. I am Soul Ravencraft. I'm here with Nikki Kirby. And I think it's time for us to bring someone else into our, uh, our little space here. Is that your way of saying that we need to introduce our guest host? Yeah, I try to uh, say it in different ways to maybe keep it interesting. <laughs> it's not too formulaic. <laughs> All right. So at an early age, our guest host found her passion for writing sacred knowledge and connecting with others. She has traveled across the world, visiting and exploring various cultures and their myths. She Previously, was the editor-in-chief of the Kindred Spirit magazine. She is the founder, editor, publisher, di digital artist, and writer of the Solaris LTD, UK's leading independent producer of Oracle card sets. We are proud to present 
Kate Osborne. How are you doing, Kate? Very well, thank you. How are you guys doing? We are doing great. You know and what? I, I guess I guess I should mention here for people watching that uh, there was some sort of a, an issue with Kate's camera. Yeah. Uh, and so we've we've got some pictures coming up so that you can see her lovely face. Uh, <laughs> but she will uh, she will be obscured. Um, it has. Uh, uh, so so there you go. Uh, that's what's going on there. Uh, yeah. Blame so modern technology. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So for the elders of our community, we need to ask the most mm -hmm. important question. Mm -hmm. Are you ready? I'm ready, ma'am. Are you related to Ozzy Osbourne? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know him? Um, not personally, you know, and the music and all of that. But no, it's a different spelling, so it's a different different branch of the of the family tree, so to speak. Yeah. So sorry about that. If you're expecting another of the Osborne clan, that is not me. <laughs> I'm not one well, of the secret daughters who won't go on television. <laughs> well, so I know you're disappointed, honey. <laughs> yeah, can you tell? <laughs> it's all good. Everybody gets to be who they are. Absolutely. Bearing in mind it's my married name, you see, so I have no connection to him at all, really. <laughs> All right, honey. So tell us, what's mm. a little bit about your magical background? My magical background? Um, I guess that I've always had an interest in the things that you can't see, you're not told, um, and stuff that was going on when I was a young child that I couldn't explain. And then eventually over time, I did various jobs. I know you're mentioning, we were chatting earlier on about the number of jobs one might go through. Um, I very much went down a commercial route. So I was in advertising. I worked for the pharmaceutical industry. I worked in the chemical industry and I was even a civil servant. Uh, but the whole time I was always drawn to the written word and I've always been interested in um, the storytelling the um, indigenous peoples from all over the world because I've been very lucky to have traveled a lot. So I got to meet people back in sort of 70s, 80s, 90s um, before things changed in the Pacific Islands, for example, Australia, New Zealand and parts of America and in Europe. And I'm just fascinated by people and their stories and what makes us tick and where we may come from and how we communicate. And through that, um, I guess the, the magic started weaving its way and it, it's held me in a spell ever since. So, uh, I, again, I was very lucky that I could eventually put that interest um, to work, literally for me, by when I joined Kindred Spirit magazine and I was asked to edit the magazine. And then eventually when that magazine was sold on, I started my own business, which is Solaris. Um, helping other people to get practitioners um, of, of all things, whether it's witchcraft, alternative medicine, or um, it may be, myth you know, mythology or indigenous writings, whatever it might be, to help them get published. Uh, because the publishing world is quite quite a difficult one to break, um, and it's 
kind of branched from there to me doing divination decks and writing material myself. And hence the the, the book <laughs> that Llewellyn have brought out in the States, uh, which is called The Goddess Resolution, which is a culmination of um, mythology related to goddesses from around the world, uh, specifically geared at women because I'm a woman. So, you know, they say, write what you know about helping us with our emotions. That's not to suppress them, but to use them, um, to manage them and help these very powerful, the energy through the energy that comes through our emotions for the betterment of, of our experience of life and those around us as well. Well, and that's the, the connection with that lunar side. Uh, we all have solar and lunar aspects within us. I am half woman on my mother's side. (laughs) Exactly. Um, And we, we act as though we are completely different species and there are glorious differences between us, Mm -hmm. uh, which, which should be honored and, and observed. Uh, But yet we, we both uh, experience some aspect of, uh, of that. And so I imagine this work would be useful to, to anyone uh, who is open to their lunar side. Yeah, thank you, Saul. Um, I, I have, you know, men have, have read it and um, have reviewed it. Even my father read it and found it very interesting. And he said when he was saying to me, actually, I'm stuck on this particular chapter. I think it was getting towards um, the end of the book. It can't, You can pick it up and kind of just read a chapter if you pick something out, but it does kind of take you on a journey from from front to back so to speak but towards the end there's a death becomes you so the idea of letting things die letting go of things that that side of it he really struggled with that and um I asked him well is it is it not very well written you know I want to know these things if he said no 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 I'm just having trouble with ingesting the information and processing it so I went okay we'll just take your time with it you know and and um see how you go so I yeah and then I have friends who have who've uh, male friends who are very much in touch with their feminine side um and they're finding that quite interesting too for them for them to read um but it has 30 rites and rituals in there as well so what's really important with the book is that every chapter asks you to go out and connect with nature this is key to to anything it's not just about reading information but experiencing it and i have found the best way to experience um, your emotions and you as a human being is to connect with the energy around you uh, you know that supports you, and for me, it comes in no better form than than Mother Nature, than than the natural world. And so, you know, there there's a an interpretation of buried in earth because as a ritual, because if you were going to do it um, the way that we do it over here in Europe, or the Native Americans do it, or the South Americans do it, you would want to have a guide with you to help you if you're going to actually be buried in the earth with a tiny pipe to breathe through. So this is a different version where you're asked to immerse yourself in blankets, say sleeping bag, but lying in nature, spending that time um, connecting with the earth, feeling all the lumps and bumps, hearing nature around you. So it, it, you know, the rites and rituals, they're very important, very empowering, but they've been done in such a way that you can take yourself off and do this without kind of endangering yourself or um, destroying the environment around you in that process too. I'm very mindful that people 
when they go and create the stone circle, for example, that's one of the first things um, that you're asked to do is that you show gratitude for every stone you pick up and move from where you're moving it and you go and replace it, you know, and, and again, thank the elements for um, being able to do that. And it may sound silly to some people, um, you know, I remember when I was young, people talked about tree huggers and um, people talking to their plants, et cetera, et cetera. But it, it's all an exchange of energy. We are all energy, right? We're all made of energy, whether it's the desk, the, the glass of water I'm drinking here, you, me. Um, Nikki saw we're all of the same universal energy, this creative force that needs to be, that needs to <laughs> express itself in some way. And so I think the more we connect bearing that the, the similarities we have the connections we have in mind rather than the differences um, the more harmonious our experience of life can become the more doors open um, that maybe wouldn't have done before the more you see the beauty rather than all that's going wrong uh, and and we are facing difficult times imposed on us financially um, I think it's going to be a global thing, not just necessarily the West or the Western developed world. Uh, and I think this is a great opportunity for us to connect then with things um, that don't cost, so to speak. So uh, that's really been the motivation with the book is, is to take this because, you know, all of us will feel stress in one way or another and then our emotions uh, react from from the stresses we feel and if you've got somewhere somewhere you can channel that somewhere you can release that and somewhere you could maybe put that to to good use so it's passing that energy on um the better it is for everybody and certainly for your the immediate loved ones around you as well as yourself <laughs> um i've got two I've got a, a 19 year old and an 18 year old and my goodness has have my emotional um, coping mechanisms been tested over the years. So uh, yeah, maybe I should have, should have written this about 10 years ago <laughs> rather than now. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, that, and, and really then, then doing it through storytelling through, through the uh, various goddesses. So the stories of these various goddesses from around the globe. Um, because the stories then, the mythology then, was really about exchanging information, you know, and trying to help us in in the way those stories came across, the, the idea of Pandora's box and um, Hecate and, uh, you know, Lilith, which, which was one of the goddesses I didn't know a lot of about till a few years ago. And it was like, hello, there was somebody before Eve, apparently. And she was pretty <laughs> kick-ass, right? She was, she was having none of this, I'm going to be subservient to Adam and all this business. So um, this just this idea of, uh, of getting information to people in the best way, and, and storytelling's always been the best way. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, the oral traditions, which tend to die out at the moment or are going that way. Uh, when I have somebody tell me, oh, it's all right, I'll just check it on Google or I'll just go and see what so-and-so says about it on my phone. And I'm thinking, hang on a minute, I, I, I do, I can relate some information to you. doesn't always have to come from a piece of technology. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that that's kind of was the motivation for the book. And hopefully it just helps people to feel a little better 
um, at worst and, and could be life-changing for some people at best. That would be fantastic. I even say in the book, even if, because it's very difficult to master some of these exercises straight away, you're not expected to, you know, there's basic meditation in there. I still haven't got the hang of meditation. I need something to focus on. I can't just sit there with my legs crossed, humming into the ether. Um, you know, I tend to work with a candle for meditation. That's, that's the thing that I need to have something to look at. Honey, get with me and I can help you. Yeah. With that. yeah. <laughs> Trying to get trying to get the little inner inner chatty monkey chatter stuff being quiet in my head is quite an undertaking. Um, but even at the if if people can't don't immediately resonate with it, the fact that they've spent time in nature whilst reading this book, whilst doing the exercises, will have done them the world of good without even knowing. You know, so there are there are forces that act upon you that you don't even have to be aware of. Um, that can start the ball rolling, that can start the juices flowing, that can start helping things to, to heal. So there's a quick introduction into the book. <laughs> nice. Thank you. Is there a part of the book that you think is important for everybody to look at? Ooh. Um, I, mm. I'd want to say all of it, right? That that's the, the sort of <laughs> kind of that doesn't it, help it, us. I know it doesn't. It it just depends on what type of person you are. So, for example, um, there's there's a whole chapter. The chapter two is the relationship ripple. So the idea of you and the relationship to your nearest and dearest, whether it's children, parents, siblings, um, your partner in life, you know that that type of thing. But there are, I think there are a couple of things that are quite important, particularly now, yeah, in, in where we are on our sort of spiritual journey, on, on where beings are now on the planet. Um, and it's, the, it's called becoming the fortress. Now, some people might think, well, that sounds like you're becoming very insular, the idea of becoming a fortress. It's not. It's about building really solid foundations, so that you have, I know you were talking earlier on about core beliefs, but you have to make sure the core beliefs you have are your own core beliefs, not what somebody mm -hmm. else has been telling you, you know. So you have to find these. And sometimes uh, if, if, if you've had beliefs imposed on you by other people, um, other groups, some, it, it's, it can be trial and error as well. But once you've found what sits right for you, and it's not going to necessarily sit right for you for the rest of your life, but right now it's okay i'm i'm having that as my keystone and then the next thing so you're building a fortress with these things the fortress is somewhere where you can go to and stand strong in yourself who you really are yeah it's not something that takes you away from everybody else it's this idea of um standing on solid foundations and i think that is that is really important for everybody to be aware of because most people particularly prior to being about 35, 40, say, I think most people's core foundations are based on what other people have told them that they should be believing in and, and standing on. And when they fall away, and they will, yeah, at some point you realise that's not for me or something happens and they're taken away or the people you believe in, you see a different side to them and suddenly your world is shattered because you've been holding these people up on a pedestal mm. and they are not who they appear to be. If you've got nothing to fall back on, 
If you're free falling, that can be scary as hell. Mm. So that is when you need to know, okay, I can, you know, there is something I can go to or there is some way, somebody I can talk to to start rebuilding and then you build your fortress. Um, And this is also, the fortress is also a place where you can house, for want of a better word, your weapons. But these, again, this is not about going to war with anybody. This is about having things that allow you to cope when troubled times come we can all cope when the sun's shining and love and light and it's all great that's wonderful what we really need is to to know that we're going to be okay when the shit hits the fan right so that is the chapter i would say to people um certainly if you if you've only got a couple of hours or you know half an hour or whatever to go in and have a look at something and then look at the exercise that follows with that um that is one i would plumb for uh, but like I say, it, it, it can really, you know, the one that follows immediately after that is picking your battles, which is the idea of knowing when to stand up and fight and when to just let it go. It's not right. worth your effort. Right. Yeah. And that doesn't mean you endorse what the other person's saying or you agree with what they're saying. You don't have to give it the energy, your own energy anymore. You can simply walk away. Um. I don't. Sometimes you literally can't walk away, but you know the idea is you do not have to engage with that. You make it irrelevant. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. So, and I think that is something else for, for me. I, it just might be my perspective where I'm living here in the UK at the moment that it feels very much like our um, our way of life is is coming under threat on a scale we haven't seen since the 70s and it's probably going to be bigger than the 70s because it's hitting not just the very poor and vulnerable but it's hitting the middle classes now as well you know um i should think you guys are in a similar situation so i think people need to to know that they can cope with less financially say um not going on holidays not over here people you know tend to expect or think you know it's awful if I can't take my children away for a holiday, if my children can't have the best trainers, if they can't have this, can't have that. Their expectations that mum and dad aren't providing for me if they're not, you know, they don't love me if they're not buying this or not buying that for me. And the idea is get back to actually what really matters, you know. And there's there's an old, I think it's a Chinese proverb about, it'll either be Chinese or Japanese, so forgive me, um, about the more material things you have, the more they imprison you. Mm-hmm. So, you, you know, you can't just only walk away when, when you're beholden to all this stuff around you. So I think a, a, lot, of, um, a lot of what we need to look at is, is being able to assess what really matters to us, what is really worth putting our energy into, you know, um, what really sustains us. And by sustaining us, it, it doesn't have to be lots and lots of different things. Uh, and, and then that also brings into us looking after the planet as well and stuff like that because that's going to become very obvious if it isn't obvious to people already that we need to look after our our natural resources they're limited so um yeah we are connected to the planet um if we want to live on it comfortably we need to we need to do things better and this is actually where the old ways the wise women the wise men the old craft they had this nailed right? <laughs> the people who are, if anything, if the, if the environment starts 
becoming less conducive to human life. The people who are going to survive are the indigenous people because they know how to survive without all the gadgetry, without the money, without all of this sort of stuff. And I want people to go, well, you can engage in some of that now to help preserve your way of life um, and listen to some of these people. And, you know, they, they know how to live in a way that sustains all life. Uh, and I think probably, Nikki, you're going to hear more and more of that if you're connecting with elders on, and, and ancestors on a more regular basis. Mm. The information they'll be passing on to their, their loved ones here um, will be not, you know, will be more about them being able to cope with things and deal with things in a very basic level, learning more about your food again and cooking again and, you know, all these things rather than, than buying the latest iPhone or whatever it might be. They're the things that are going to be important. Um, and and from a health point of view, you know, oh my goodness, uh, yeah, that's that's all. I mean, I could I could just get <laughs> me just like wow, everything. But effectively, effectively, you know, I feel the planet will do what the planet's always done. Whether it's an ice ball, an Eden like it is now, or a fireball, the planet will survive. But our living conditions are this tiny crust on the outside, and so um, you know, we've got to try and and manage our impact on our own environment as best as possible um and i know it's not easy i dealt with a a gentleman called ed mcgar eagle man who is a lakota elder he's since passed and he did a book called calling um calling to the white tribe and he basically, I know he's a bit of a controversial character, but uh, he basically hit for him, the real issue was overpopulation right now. Yeah, he just said, we're screwed because it's just too many of us. Um, now that that might sound a bit sort of defeatist in one way, but he was saying that if we want to continue to live the way we are living, then there are too many people. If you want to live like this, it's got to be far fewer people. If you want to sustain the population as it is, then we have to find a different way to live. So there's always a choice. And I think that's that's always a positive to look at life and think that there are always choices we can make. Well, and speaking of sustainability and being able to keep things going, it is time for us to do what we do to sustain this program. And that is to have a word from our sponsors. So soak it all in. We'll be right back with Kate Osborne. I'm Sol Ravencraft, co-host of Witch Hat Chats. I understand just how confusing and chaotic it can be to open to a path of magic and manifestation. Everything seems to Turn on its head. I want to be an ally as you find the way upon your path. My studio setup will let us do readings, coaching, and exploration virtually, just as though you were sitting across the table from me. One size does not fit all, and we will work together to craft the right approaches to build your practice, your confidence, and your power using the tools of divination magical works, and spirit connections. It's never too late to embrace a new path and emerge empowered. Go to TexasMojoMan.com and select Contact to begin. There's a message now. Let's get started working on your very good fortune. We are all magical beings. 
As a solitary magical practitioner, you can grow and develop yourself independently. Yet, the solitary path can be difficult and lonely with setbacks and self-doubts. And as you find your way without affirmations, reinforcements, or a safe space to practice, what do you do when things bump back? At Ever Moving We Rise, our name is our lifestyle. We realize that everyone's spiritual journey is extremely personal, but more easily traveled with reinforcement. We teach you to understand and use the magical tools at your fingertips, while being upheld and developing personal responsibility for your own spirituality. We have a safe space to practice and learn as you master your craft. When situations bump back, you will have the entire community behind you, as we are a magical family who work to sustain each other. Discover the benefits of working within a society dedicated to helping you grow on your personal path. Start today. Visit us at our website, Linktree, or Facebook page and discover why we don't fit in the box. Have you heard? People are raving about Moonlight Potions and Charms with five-star reviews. Five stars for excellent products, amazing services, and fast shipping. We are an Etsy star seller. Listen to some of our reviews. Author and owner of Wicked Witch Studios, Dorothy Morrison said, I'm in love. The Marie Laveau Altar on the Go is absolutely amazing and jam-packed with everything one could possibly need, no matter what sort of magic they're planning. Kudos on a great product. Jess said, absolutely love the Papa Legba prayer candle. I've been hunting for a good Papa Legba candle forever with zero success, and I adore this one. High Priestess said, Adorable wooden coffins. Can't wait to use them. And Angelica said about our ancestor, Oh, exceeding my expectations. Packaged with love and smells amazing. Definitely recommending and buying again. Make sure to check out our Bubbling Cauldron Bath Bombs. Available in Luck of the Irish, lavender and dragon's blood our magical milk baths are also available in papa legba purification white flowers lucky love and bam bam all are homemade and spelled with love care and intention our happily ever after candle line is designed with you in mind there is so much more in our wicked store to help you to embrace the power of your own magic. So come on in to Moonlight Potions and Charms at www.moonlightpotionscharms.com and discover the wicked things that ignite the magical passion in you. And we are back with Witch Hat Chats. And the Texas Mojo Man and I are talking to Kate Osborne. And she is not related to Ozzy. No, <laughs> nope, she's not related to Ozzy. 
And we are going to be talking about some of her decks of tarot and her oracle decks. Yeah, she's got Mm -hmm. a lot of them. (laughs) She's got a lot of them. So we were talking about her dark goddess oracle deck. Now, I was telling her that every moment we rise, we were using those in a couple of our rituals. And in some of them, they didn't make no damn sense. So. (laughs) We still haven't gotten to the bottom of it, Nikki. (laughs) All I can say, all I can say with them is, and and like we've said, you're going to, when you remember which one it is in particular, then let me know. Um, But there is always a message, even when you think, oh my God, what, this is nothing like I think it's going to be. There'll be something there because the, the deck, the decks are just an expression of the energy that's going on at the time you know they don't have a life of their own they are being activated by the energy that draws on them so it's going to be interesting to find out which card it is because I think we went through about a third of the deck in the break trying to find which one it was right we'll we'll get there see it's run away it's gone oh no if Kate finds me she's going to be so cross that I've upset Nikki no group that I'm hiding away (laughs) And, so, yeah. and my deck has literally hit itself because I can't see? find my deck. There you go. So some things are going to remain hidden today, Nikki. Yes, they are. So when I find my deck. <laughs> yeah. The and everybody knows. <laughs> see, the thing about it is what makes it so bad is that everybody knows I work with dark goddesses. I know. Well, this is interesting, isn't it? Because um, it's this has been a this deck has been quite divisive. It went since it's come out. There are people who absolutely love the fact it's quite hard hitting, and other people who find it really hard to get on with. But I would say sometimes it's saying something that you may not want to hear, and that could be the difficulty. And sometimes it is just not for you. So feel you know there's nothing wrong in going nope that does not work for me mm-hmm. as we were saying before put it to one side put your energy somewhere else saying which is familiar or you know in the witch's wisdom or mm-hmm. um flower magic is another deck we were talking about um and the one i'm really keen to bring that's coming out is a gothica revealed because i have not seen a gothic deck so if anyone wants to point on a gothic divination deck to me i'd love to to know what's in it but um yeah I'm really keen on that one coming out too um I just like them because it's something you can hold in your hands and use and the energy can express itself um that way you know rather than sort of doing something that isn't tangible why do you like using decks Nikki hmm I honestly don't know how how about you Saul can you answer that question yeah, I can. Uh, and I also have a couple of thoughts uh, about Gothic. Um, Ooh, so for me, uh, one of the one of the things, so I got involved in all this to prove it wasn't true. And Same ended up as going me. Way down the rabbit hole. Uh, and so one of the things that I struggled with, I'm better, but it's it's still a part of my connection with these things is that validation how do i know i'm not just making stuff up how how do i know i'm making a connection and i'm not just 
now engaging in, in some sort of fantasy. And I have demonstrated to myself that there are connections, there is stuff going on, right? Yeah. And yet, I, I still don't have total trust in my connection. Uh, I, I feel like, like it's helpful for me to put some sort of, of mechanism in place that I engage with. So if I'm working with cards and, and actually when, when I do readings with cards, I generally have the person I'm reading for handle the cards as much as possible because it's the reading is about them. It needs their energy engaged. Uh, and so I let them select the cards. And one of the things uh, that I've started doing with cards that I, I had never expected to do is, is spirit readings with cards. Someone sat down and said, hey, I want to talk to a dead person. Can we do that? Like, well, yeah. Uh, this isn't exactly the, the setting or the situation for that. Uh, you know, some people bill themselves as medium with a capital M. Mm. Uh, and I simply believe that mediumship connection is natural to all humans. Um, but you have to, you have varying degrees of, of natural ability and there's, uh, and there's technique and that, that all is involved. So, so I, was inspired to just say, okay, we'll take the cards, think about who it is that you want to connect with. Let's see what card comes up. And if you feel that is a connection and they selected, uh, I don't remember what it was, but they, they pulled one and we talked about what that card meant. And they said, oh yeah, that's him. <laughs> <laughs> and so now the validation is there. The door is open. And then, you know, they continue to make the connection themselves, and I simply help to interpret and be open to what is there. And what is also fascinating to me is that when you engage with the meanings of cards, uh, there there isn't just one. I mean, if you if you open the book, there's just this one paragraph that tells you what that card means. But when you start to engage with the symbolism, you start to mm -hmm. engage with with the moment, you will say the same idea in several different ways. And the reason you choose specific words in a particular moment is a mystery. That's just the way it came out. And it is fascinating to me that in, in many cases, working with the cards, you're just going, okay, what what am I pulling out of this right this moment and just letting it come out mm -hmm. that that particular words, particular phrasing uh, will will resonate with the person in a way that would have been different if I had said it differently. And and I just I find that fascinating. It, it gives me a little something else to focus on. Um, because there, there is this concept that floats around that says, well, when you do a reading for someone, you're, you're cold reading them. You're looking at their shoes and their fingernails, and you're basically Sherlock Holmesing them. And that's what these readings really are. You just detect what it is they want to hear. Um, and I know I don't do that, but I also... I want to I want to make sure that I'm not. And so something like cards 
helps to put a little bit of a buffer there uh, for me so that mm. I can stay focused on what it is I'm trying to accomplish in the reading and not let all of these other intrusive ideas infiltrate the reading, if that makes sense. Absolutely. It, it, it helps me so, let go. Yeah. Sorry, so you, you touched on something that um, very early on when, when I was trying to make sense uh, or when I – before I even got involved in this as a, a business, so to speak, as a, as a working thing, somebody did a reading for me to party. I didn't even know she was medium. She just said, look, there's somebody that needs to speak to you. And I thought she literally meant a person there that wanted to talk to me. She took me in a room and sat me down and started rattling out stuff. And right at the beginning of it, she just said to me, just whatever you do, don't say anything back to me. Just at the end, let me know if what was said. And to be honest, it was the phrasing so my first husband died young and she didn't she wouldn't have known any of that nothing at all and she just said there's somebody in, and it, it was only about 18 months beforehand and she said to me there was somebody in your life who loved you the best way he knew how and that was exactly what my husband my first husband used to say was that um I I can only love you the way I know how right and for her to pick up on that my jaw just dropped you know, and it wasn't because she'd made it, it was the, and that, that then, I guess I opened up, I didn't say anymore, but maybe I was more open to it. And then more information, very specific descriptions of people. Um, she was talking about children I hadn't even had yet, what they looked like, what they would be interested in, you know, and, and obviously it's very hard to validate that. But since then right. I've had two children and, and some of these things. So I think you're right. I think, um, you're doing the right thing by by um, keeping, like you say, keeping that buffer, but also that it just is validating back to you that you're giving her information from somewhere else. It's not your interpretation or even your own, you know, what you think she needs to hear. Because unfortunately, there are plenty of people who cold read and they do it on television right. and they do it to mass audiences, you know, right. and stuff like that. And that drags all the genuine people down with them. So everybody poo-poos it because they see this famous person or whatever has been exposed or whatever it might be. Right. Um, I think I think what you're doing is a really good way of doing it. And it's not, you know, you're not doing it so somebody sits there and goes, oh, Sol, you're so amazing. Oh, my God, thank you so much. You're doing it because, you know, that information needs to be given to that person. And that's the important thing, you know. Right. It's, the important thing isn't that the individual person who is the, the conduit from the information or the the medium becomes famous because we again we've got we've had those on telly that then some of them were really good to start off with but then unfortunately you know money gets a hold of them and other people and they just start doing all sorts of crap on tv um and you just think that's a shame because they're really good genuine people who need to make connections with others to give them information that these people need to know from people on the other side or in the other realm you know so good on you for doing what you do it also it also highlights uh the the differences in what this experience is for people uh people that that are are extremely skeptical and my gosh yeah. you got to be skeptical even about yeah. yourself yeah. uh or you're gullible uh, you know, there's, there's, uh, uh, but, but we don't always experience this the same way. And I, mm. 
I was originally, my original understanding of, of mediumship and psychic connection and that kind of thing was that this person knew everything. And I'll be honest, mm. if someone comes to me with that attitude, oh, I can connect with anyone and get everything. <laughs> it's like, okay. Bye. <laughs> very simple. Tell me, yeah. tell me what I called my grandmother and nice. tell me the sort of pl uh, play character, the name of that little play character I took on when I was staying with her at her house. I had this. Yeah. How do they explain the fact they can't tell you that? Well, uh, the, it, it varies, but, uh -huh. but there are reasons, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, you know, that frustrates me because to me, that's over, that's, that's overshooting. That's marketing. Yeah. Um, and, and for myself, uh, what, what I struggled with for a long time was I don't really have a, a tangible connection when this stuff comes up. It is just, it, it just kind of, kind of floats out and, and I say what I say and people respond, but I, I have no idea what I'm talking about. Mm. I, I don't have that, that validation in, in, in the, in the information. The only validation I get is when the person goes, oh, wow. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, beautiful example was was uh, uh, we had a, a the the piece where with with uh, the dad voice that came through. Yeah, you know, no idea what what the hell was going on there. It it sounded stupid to say that stuff, um, but I did it anyway. Just just you know, say say what you got, and uh, and the the specificity on their side uh was was pretty dramatic mm. and and i think that for people who are starting to explore this they have to understand that that just like television shows show you that people can work at a, at a coffee shop and live in a sumptuous new york apartment <laughs> right? that 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 uh the way things are described to you for people's public display of things especially if they're being marketed and sold mm. may may be unrealistic expectations yeah it's the old dangling the carrots isn't it <laughs> yeah yeah uh uh, so I, I hope that people, as they explore, they, they will play with decks and they will play with all of the different techniques to find out what connects with them because somebody connects with all of them. Yeah. They're tools. And if we can have yeah. tools to help in that connection, then hurrah, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and there are many that the, the decks is just what I happen upon at the moment. But I love the hands that you had, Nikki, that you have for sale as well. Anything, anything tangible um that can offer something else as well is interesting to me um and 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 i think as long as other people are able to engage with that without feeling they're doing something wrong or bad or crazy you know that's that's something else that is a is a bit of an issue as well that people fear 
these sorts right. of connections because they've been told to. Well, that's the thing about it. You know, that's what man has made them fear because mm-hmm. spirits doesn't fear that kind of stuff. The thing about it is, is spirit doesn't fear things. Spirit thinks it's natural. That's what spirit is. Spirit is natural. Man is what's made these stupid freaking rules. Okay. Mm. Mm. <laughs> They're the ones that have declared this is good and this is, this evil. is bad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, so I did also want to chime in on, on uh Gothic Oracle. Uh-huh. Um, I've seen a few Gothic decks and most of them uh have just you know left me kind of cold uh they they just yeah they're just not that soul's way of saying they actually suck okay (laughs) but there there are a couple that you know they're not like official gothic tarot decks or anything like that um and and i think the reason why a lot of novelty decks fail is because the authors stray from the original tarot symbolism and just make stuff up. Yeah. yeah. You know, well, Guillermo is... del Toro's deck should have been amazing. Yeah. But it was yeah. just it was just an art deck. Yeah. Well, this is this is obviously not tarot because I, I make a very clear distinction between divination decks and tarot decks. Yeah. Tarot for me is that's tarot divination works in a different way and the gothica revealed is because um it stems from my love of gothic literature right and the what um because again gothic literature is about the human emotion you know the the the, and there is a lot of shadow side in there too but but effectively that side of it so it's bringing the characters the the architecture the animals, the settings, the environment that are all related to Gothic literature into um, a divination deck. And they sat really well. When I started listing things out and keywords with it and stuff, it just comes. You know, people say to me, where are you getting this stuff from? And I'm like, it, it's literally like I'm hearing it in my head and and down it goes on the paper. And I do research stuff really um, vigorously. So right. if somebody said to me, oh, she said, you know, um, Frankenstein's monster, blah, blah, blah. And then you look it up somewhere and it's a load of pants. Then then they're not going to believe anything else I've written in there, you know? So it's it's right. got to be, uh, right. So we do have the monster in there. We have Frankenstein in there. We have Dracula in there. Um, there is um, Dorian Gray, which is a fantastic Gothic book, which was new to me again a few years ago, which is about vanity and about, you oh, know, yeah. The, the, yeah. <laughs> and right. the aging pros. There are all sorts of things in there. Um, and then we have things like a mausoleum and we have the raven and uh, there's a crypt. Um, there's have the road, the, the headless rose. horseman in there. No, because the headless horseman I've got for Mythica deck, which is following this one. So <laughs> he's there, but he's with like mythical creatures and stuff as well. So he's on, you know, on that side. Um, so they're, it's, they came in, in like a series. So Gothica was the first one. Mythic is the second one. And then there's a Fantasia is, is the third. So, um, yeah, again, I'm limited to 48 cards. So it was just those that, that came out. So, Sol, if you want, I can um, send Nikki an email or send you a link to the website. You can just go and have a look because I'd be interested in what, what you think. I definitely like to get those cards in my hands because that's I've got a whole philosophy about how 
people's relationship with certain kinds of monsters mm. uh, connects oh, yeah. with their fears and Absolutely. also connects with their ambitions. Yeah, well, uh, well, in it, Frankenstein's monster's the victim and Frankenstein's the perpetrator, right? Right. Yeah. Dr. Frankenstein and on Jekyll and Hyde, and you've got the, the Jekyll and Hyde, um, the, 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 the key focus words that come with those as well. And sort of Dracula is addiction because right. <laughs> so we're yeah. not, I'm not taking literal Dracula's about sucking blood and all. It's not. This is again relating to human emotions, um, the, the human experience, and how the cards speak about that. There is a bridge in the deck which looks all very gothic y with, with, um, sort of a wilted tree and ravens and that, that sort of thing. And that's literally about reconciliation. So it's about the building of the bridges between the people who come across it. So, um, or, you know, the relationships they're having, whatever it might be when they pick that card up. In them, there's always an incantation or an inv invocation that somebody can say, and they tend to rhyme. It's easier to remember that way. There's always a revelation. So, for example, if it was if you pulled the Dorian Gray card, you'd find out about the novel itself, the film, you know, uh, what it was about at the time. So again, it's it's I'm not plucking stuff out the sky. It is. Um, well-researched, and hopefully people can get something out of it that may make them even think, oh, I'll go and have a look at that, or I might read that. You know, I couldn't get Wuthering Heights in there, <laughs> even though that is a Gothic novel. It didn't speak to me immediately. There were other novels that did, but there's a castle, There, you know, the, there's a haunted house. There, there are various things. But as I say, it's, um, again, I think for me, all the decks are about the human emotion, but using different there's a there's an animal deck I've got as well. Using different decks is just to connect with different people. Not everybody's going to go for witches. Not everybody's going to go for flowers or the gothic stuff. Or oh, I love ab animals too. Oh, you you yeah. need to have that one. There's an Aboriginal deck, <laughs> Aboriginal walkabout deck. So that's very heavy on Indigenous stuff. Um, so before we run out yeah. of time and get Sorry, to our commercial, let me ask you this question: For those people who don't know, what is the what is a um divination deck what's the difference okay. between an oracle deck a divination deck and a tarot deck for right you? probably oracle and divination to me would be roughly the same thing it's just it's just we just call it a divination deck it's act that all of them are called something something oracle cards yeah so it's dark goddess oracle cards or but for the sake of amazon or shops or whatever it might be if we tell them it's a divination deck they find it a lot easier to to where they're going to put it so really it's more a case of marketing than the different a different thing in there tarot i've only touched on briefly not as a publisher but somebody who's read tarot for me a long time ago and from there it's very you know to me traditional tarot they're very set cards so right. you've got, you know, the major arcana, then you've got um, the different suits and what they mean. And they're very specific. They don't change. Whereas with, a, with um, uh, oracle cards, like I say, it could be on animals. It could be witchy stuff. It could be elemental stuff. And that's more uh, for me about just speaking to somebody in that moment because in all the decks, in the in the booklet that comes with the decks, we do say how to use them for people who've never used them before. We give samples or I give sample spreads in there. If you've never familiar with spreads, you know, there may be a seven card spread. There may be a pentagon spread, a compass spread is in one of them as well. So which works with the four directions. So it's um, 
that's where it's different. It's it's more um, again connecting with the person's emotion where they're at in their life at that time, rather than a very traditional set way that I think um, is what defines tarot. Uh, for a tarot reader and I think you need to know what you're doing if you're reading tarot as well you know I wouldn't willy-nilly say to people grab hold of a tarot deck and just go off and do readings for people um, <laughs> you need to understand it well and also with tarot I think for me personally tarot does work best when when you're doing a proper spread for tarot rather than just daily pulling a card I wouldn't necessarily use a tarot deck for that I would use a divination deck if I was just you know doing it that way but that's that's just how I use them so for me the difference is tarot uh, there are specific cards specific sets with divination it's much more fluid and um it's connecting with uh or let's put it that way the images can be very varied um and the 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 key focus was that go with them are very varied that doesn't change with the tarot deck the images can change but you know the seven of clubs will always um or sorry seven of cups or something will always mean what it means they that doesn't change otherwise i think you're dealing with something that isn't a traditional tarot deck all right how, how would you define it <laughs> All right, we're going to have a quick word from our sponsors, and then we'll be right back with the Witch's Cabinet. Have you heard? People are raving about Moonlight Potions and Charms with five-star reviews. Five stars for excellent products, amazing services, and fast shipping. We are an Etsy star seller. Listen to some of our reviews. Author and owner of Wicked Witch Studios, Dorothy Morrison said, I'm in love. The Marie Laveau Altar on the Go is absolutely amazing and jam-packed with everything one could possibly need, no matter what sort of magic they're planning. Kudos on a great product. Jess said, absolutely love the Papa Legba prayer candle. I've been hunting for a good Papa Legba candle forever with zero success. And I adore this one. High Priestess said, Adorable wooden coffins. Can't wait to use them. And Angelica said about our ancestor all, Exceeding my expectations. Packaged with love and smells amazing. Definitely recommending and buying again. Make sure to check out our Bubbling Cauldron Bath Bombs. Available in Luck of the Irish, Lavender, and Dragon's Blood. Our Magical Milk Baths are also available in Papa Legba Purification, White Flowers, Lucky Love, and Van Van. All are homemade and spelled with love, care, and intention. Our Happily Ever After candle line is designed with you in mind. There is so much more in our Wicked store to help you to embrace the power of your own magic. So come on in to Moonlight Potions and Charms at www.moonlightpotionscharms.com and discover the wicked things that ignite the magical passion in you. Are you at a crossroads? Not sure which direction to go? Or do you feel powerless? Or is there another question that needs answering? At Moonlight Potions and Charms, our many services assist our clients 
to emerge their authentic selves and embrace the power and magic that lies within them. Many of our readings provide the clarity one needs to pursue their life's destiny. Our soulful readings assist one to discover what is required to be in alignment with one's soul journey. Our tarot readings provide clarity and coaching for those who are at a crossroads in life. Our animal medicine readings show what our animal brothers and sisters can teach you about yourself and your life. Unsure where to start your shadow work? Book a shadow reading. There is so much more in our wicked store. So visit us at www.moonlightpotionscharms.com and embrace the power of your own magic. Our exciting upcoming guests for Witch Hat Chats for the month of September are... On September 4th, we have Kate Osborne. For September 11th, we are chatting about Maybon. On September 18th, we're chatting about Pagan Businesses. And on September 25th, we're chatting with Brian Hink. And welcome back to Witch Hat chats i'm saul ravencraft i'm here with your goddess host nikki kirby and the wonderful kate osborne no relation to ozzy osborne uh we've been talking about her book uh on uh dark goddesses and uh well just just goddesses in general goddess energy mm -hmm. in general we've been talking about uh various forms of uh, connection and divination and and cards and that sort of thing and so kate has graciously volunteered to mm -hmm. take one of the decks that she has created and uh to uh do a, a demonstration of how she accomplishes readings uh so we can get a feel for that style uh and uh, uh kate what uh, what deck are we going to be working with Right, we're working with the Witches Familiars deck. So it's an animal deck that's related to the witches, the com uh, to the companions of witches, which can span all types of animals in this deck, right from, you know, black cats, as we would know, to all sorts of insects, and even some mythological beings are in here too. Is so, there a kraken? There's not a Kraken in this one. There's not a Kraken. Oh, you make kraken. See, Kraken I've got in the mythology deck as well. Oh, but, there you we know, go. I as long know as it's it, available. It, it, yeah, but um, <laughs> I've got to start writing that real quick. Anymore. And I will, I will tell our audience a secret. If you collect more than one of Kate's decks, there is absolutely no reason why you can't mix and match the cards together to pull so all good, of the symbols that you that's want a very, do you, that's a to very do your good readings. point very good point in fact there are several clients who use multiple decks for a reading so they right. like to use the you know combinations of all the different witches decks sometimes they like just different animal decks so yeah not unheard of at all how many cards are in the witches familiar deck all of the decks are 48 cards okay so and do you do all the artwork yourself not um on 
the majority of these decks, I have done the artwork, but not on all of them, because when I started, I started working with authors and artists, and then gradually I started doing the artwork myself. Um, And so this particular one, which is familiars, I have done the artwork on it. And how do you create your art? Are they are they uh, like pen and ink or no? I'm not I'm not a fine artist. So these are all digital images. So okay. these are all these are all images created sometimes using up to 12 13 different images to create what you need to. I've always found it it's really handy because you especially when it's more mythological magical stuff you can kind of like add special effect. You can make them look slightly right. three dimensional. Um, you can change it very easily whereas I've worked with fine artists and they're beautiful images but my goodness to ask somebody to then go oh you know that sky's totally the wrong color. Take their beautiful <laughs> silk massive print and and yeah. redo it again is heartbreaking. Right. So, right. Um, yeah, you either have to be very very detailed when you're asking somebody to do something for you, or it's it's easier doing it um, it this way as well. Sure. Um, so yeah, this one in particular is um, is digital artwork. So it can be a combination of imagery, photographs, all sorts of things. That go on there. Call that but, a, a digital collage. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, on on the deck itself, it's designed by as opposed to, um, you know, that artist is because I, I, yeah, I find well, I find co- it a bit collage, cheeky. <laughs> collage is an art form hanging in Absolutely. famous museums, so it's it's legitimate. <laughs> it's it's it is a it is a legitimate art form, and digitally um, makes it so much easier to to make yeah, exactly what you want yeah, yeah absolutely and you know they're all on www.solarisltd.com then you'll Excellent. see all the different decks are on there Excellent. so we have um, that link in our notes so so i've got um i've been shuffling the deck and i've been thinking about the three of us so the two of you and myself because we're going to do one card for each of us all and right. who normally like yourself, Saul, and probably like yourself, Nikki, I would prefer somebody to shuffle their own deck. Um, but I think, you know, it's all good vibes. We're all we're all okay with me doing this for the three of us. So it's all um, about intention. Absolutely. So who would like to go first? I think uh Miss Nikki uh clearly has the honor. Absolutely, Nikki. So I'm just gonna keep shuffling until you tell me to stop. So I'm just going to keep going till you say stop. Okay, ring around the roses. It's going to be a long night. <laughs> well, I'm not drinking yet. Okay. Oh, okay. All right, let's stop. Would you like the top or the bottom, my love? Well, you know, I haven't been asked that question in a very probably not. So make the most of it. <laughs> Why don't you give me the top, honey? Wonderful. I will. And it is a mythical creature, and it's a brownie. Now, I don't know if you've heard of brownies, but that's the Scottish version of a gnome or an elf along those lines. And Mm -hmm. the brownies are all about protection. Ooh. So this is going to be quite interesting, why one would want need protection at the moment or you're offering protection two people around you so what i'm going to do is that all the cards i can give a reading of just 
knowing Nikki and, and looking at the card and going from that way. But I'd like to use what's actually in the booklet so people would be aware of, of what they're going to come across when they're looking um, at the book itself. Okay. And I'll find it. Yeah, a lot of bees. <laughs> right, here it is. Now, with this one, with, with all of these, it's in four sections. There's an incantation or, or nice little rhyme that goes with it. There's the actual reading. There are some short messages and there are some tips about where brownies, you know, the actual origins of a brownie. Um, would you like me just to give you the reading, the message tonight? Whatever you feel is best, hon. Okay. Well, in that case, I'm probably going to give you the incantation as well. So the, the little rhyme that comes with it. So here we go. Invitation to work through the night. Task to complete when out of one's sight. Protection in place. Secrets to keep. Within hearth and home. Safe now to sleep. I call upon, upon Brownie to assist me and harness this power. So mote it be. So you're asking for protection. That's That's what's coming across with the brownie card. The message itself reads, danger lurks in the darkest shadows as outside forces require you to be on your guard right now. Creaky floorboards, spooky sounds and ghostly whispers are not comforting nighttime companions and vulnerability from the actions of others has left you feeling threatened. Allow me, the brownie is speaking to you now, Nikki, allow me to accompany you as you retreat within to preserve all that you hold dear. As guardian of your hearth and home, invite me across your threshold to protect all that is sacred to you. As I employ a little brownie magic in a non-confrontational manner, I offer to be eternally helpful if you allow me to go quietly about my business. As I watch over the burning home fires and complete unfinished tasks in the dead of night, you can rest your head safely assured as I create protective barriers to drive away unwelcome visitors and safeguard your secrets. However, treat me badly or try to assist me and I will leave or turn into a malicious Bogart. So basically, this protection is coming on the basis that you let the brownie go about its business. Don't interfere. Trust in the process. And he will do whatever it needs that needs to be done at the moment so you can be, feel safe where you are in your own home mm -hmm. and in the work that you do. So that's the message. Would you like to know where the origins of a brownie come from? Okay. Okay. So brownies protect what is sacred to you from home and family to beliefs. Work with brownie magic to keep something under the radar. Leave a bowl of cream by the hearth as an offering. Brownies don't like to be seen, nor do they accept help or praise in return for their household chores and will walk away if insulted. This is an old Scottish tradition. It's a bit like um, if you ever remember the fairy tale about the cobblers, mm -hmm. the cobbler's shoes that were mended, and then suit, and they used to put out the clothes for them and help them. But the minute they came out to look at them, they ran away and never returned. And it's kind of... For me, the message coming to you is saying, actually, there is help for you and protection for you. Don't question it. Just go with the flow. Okay. All right. I will do that. <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. All right, Nikki, who's next? Uh, I'm Southern, so I'm always saying that our guest is next. That'd be me. Go. Okay. I'm not going to hang about. So I've done a very quick shuffle. I'm also going to take from the top. 
And I've got a seal, a seal pup is actually on the front of this card. And the seal pup is against a blackened sky and a sa old-fashioned sailing ship coming in. And the word that goes with the seal pup is vulnerability. So for me, I'll just do the message this time, which is survivor instincts have cut you off and recent events have left you powerless or out in the cold. Your increasing sensitivity has left you wounded, susceptible to emotional injury, and you could well be seen as easy prey. Being wide open to criticism, verbal attack and judgment has put you at the mercy of your doubts, fears and uncertainties, which all dampen your resolve. Let me banish those, so Seal is now talking to me, from your life who will not stand up to protect you. It's time to become thick-skinned, to be fully aware and to not be so gullible. And yet try not to act with such caution for defensive reactions could push the right people away. Although there are opposing forces at play, you don't necessarily have to fight them all at the same time. Instead of drowning in self-pity, go with the flow, keep aloof and unique, sorry, keeping aloof and unique separates you from those who would bring you down and is vital for your survival at this present, at present. Okay, that's really interesting because that actually is hitting the mark with somebody that I deal with at the moment. All so, right. Okay, yeah. no kick ass. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> no, I will keep aloof and keep my distance, and that is what I tend to do. So there we go. <laughs> awesome. Bravo. All righty. And the last one. Uh, I guess that's, uh, that's me, that's, obviously. Yeah, so just give us a shout when. Um, now. Okay, what would you like top or bottom, Saul? Well, uh, I guess since y'all have been on top, I should be on the bottom. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, I've drawn for you the magpie. Now, the magpie here, there are two magpies. They sit on a beautiful branch, and there's like an old Bavarian sort of um, but very pretty castle in the, in the background set high mm -hmm. up on a mountain. And actually, the word with the magpie is addiction. So okay. I will find a magpie for you. Would you like to have the incantation or just the reading? Um, well, I, it sounds like I may need the incantation. Okay. Well, again, <laughs> it's just it's just in rhyming, something to remember magpie by in rhyming words. Right. All that glitters catches eye, substances for flying high. Mu uh, must avoid shiny temptation. Destruction comes from fixation. I call upon magpie to assist me and harness this, this power so mote it be you might have gathered the last two rhymes are very similar in each one because it's about harnessing the power and so mote it be is very much a witchy thing as you guys probably know um is a good way to leave things so the actual magpie's message to you Saul is all that glitters is not gold, as my beady eye will testify. Your obsession for the possession of that which you desire is spiraling out of control. You continually quest to reach the highest of highs, could cause you to fall down low and far from the nest. Anything shiny will catch my attention, and don't think I won't dive bomb you for any treasures you've been eyeing up. My warning bids you to not be blinded by that which dazzles you. For your tendencies to worship materialistic idols, interesting, has caused you to be to believe in the false ideals placed upon you by peer pressure as well as through the media. 
Dangerous addictions are fueling your habits and you and others could be in danger because of your fixation. My sharp eyes see through the illusion of your destructive patterns and cravings. So let me work a little magpie magic to bring balance into your life as you reevaluate priorities. I will leave that one with you, Saul. Well, that's that's a real toe tapper, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. But again, right. um, addiction comes in many forms, right? So for some people, it's not the most obvious. Sometimes it could be attention or love or validation. <laughs> and the message is whatever it is you think you need or to be vali validated for, you're already there. You already have it. You don't need anyone to tell you that. You don't need anyone to tell you you're good at what you do, Saul. You don't need anyone to tell you you can connect quite easily and um, very clearly. So you actually don't need to keep looking for validation or putting up the barriers anymore. That's the message for you. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All, all right. right. Thank you so much, Kate. That was. That's okay. That was awesome. Was it? <laughs> I don't read. I don't get to read very often. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Well, it looks like that's the end of our show today. So, Kate, where can our people reach you? The easiest way is just to go to the website, which you have the link for. Um, there is a you can have a look around at the different various different pages on there. There's content to read. There are things that you can buy if you want to. But there's also a contact page. And if you want to reach me through that contact page, go ahead. I endeavor to get back to everybody who does. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you for being on our, on our show. We thank you so much for the time. It. Well, I, it was wow. I've never been able to talk so much. <laughs> You are the most gracious of hosts. I have to say that. <laughs> all right. So that's all for our show today. Join us next week when Saul and I will be chatting about Maybine. We want to thank our first responders, essential workers, and medical workers for all of your passion, dedication, and what you're doing in this fight to win in this pandemic. We truly appreciate everything that you do so thank you so much ladies these are our rights that no one gives or takes away from us because we are not property so make sure you tell those damn men that we're not property okay mm -hmm. let them know that shit on the other hand make sure that we wear our masks and get our vaccinations and our boosters so we don't have to go back to the way that it was two years ago. And we can keep our fuzzy babies, our family, and yourself safe and have an absolute magical week. You have been listening to Witch Hack Chats. Host. Miss Nikki Kirby, co-host, Saul Ravencraft, guest host, Kate Osborne, executive producer, Nikki Kirby, producer, Saul Ravencraft, video editors, 
Magical Myth Entertainment, Myth Made Productions, Witch Hat Chats theme song, The Middle Witch by Serena Janini, Magical Myth Entertainment, Myth Made Productions, sponsored by Ever Moving Rewrite, Moonlight Potions and Charms, Texas Mojo Man. Copyrighted 2020 through 2022 by Nikki Kirby and Witch Hat Chat. Trademark. All rights reserved. All material of Witch Hat Chat is a trademark of Nikki Kirby and Magical Myth Entertainment. This podcast is for information only and is not an offering of sale of any security of Witch Hat Chat. Or its project or its affiliates. All video, audio, and music are the property of Nikki Kirby and Witch Hat Chat's trademark and may not be disclosed, distributed, or reproduced without the express written permission of Nikki Kirby and Witch Hat Chat's trademark. <laughs>